0: Welcome back to the Ottawa What Podcast. This is episode 48 featuring Amon Bashir. That's me. I'm here with Keegan On and Rob Etrell as I have been for the past 47 episodes. And here is, I sound so bitter about this. Yeah. Uh, and here's uh, our guest, Drew McFadden. Hello. How are you doing, Drew? I'm doing great. Thanks yeah. for having me, guys. Thanks for coming on. It's a pleasure Thanks. to be here. We're, we're particularly excited about this uh, because Keegan and I have been on your show. And we'll talk about You've been at my show. Yeah. you have be yet to come on my show. Well, well Starting we've been, with a lot. Exactly. <laughs> we've, we've seen your show. You're right. Uh, but that's uh that's we'll we'll get into it. But first uh, Drew, we like to have
1: our guests evaluate our <laughs> introducers, our introductions. <laughs> so it was a monster to introduce the uh, the guest this week. Yeah. We'd like some maybe some quantitative feedback <laughs> and then maybe a qualitative no qualitative and then a quantitative, a number
2: on a scale of one to ten. Yeah. Seeing how I don't know what either of those words mean, <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with uh, a good try, buddy. Yep. Uh, keep up the good work. <laughs> he called you buddy. as a bad step. <laughs> uh, I'm not First. disappointed. Okay, that's a plus. Uh, but I'm also not mad, uh, which is also um, a
0: plus. Yeah. I'd be terrified if you were mad. Not mad or disappointed. Uh, I can't get mad at you. Come here, sport. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <it's> sport. Again. <laughs> and then
1: if you had to assign him a number on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, you
2: know what that would look like? So I'd go for 3.5. 1, 4, which is the first three digits of pi. Wow. Right? Because pi is awesome. Nice. Are you
0: taking that away from 10? You... No, that's the number. Oh, that's the number. That's a number. That's oh, a number. Like, said I sure number. you said I
2: could pick any number. You didn't say, like, a okay.
1: 1 was good or okay, just 10 was good. Yeah, so I went true. with pi okay. because pi is good. That is pi is good. The, good. That is the number of pi and also an abysmal score. All right. <laughs> it is an educational episode.
0: <laughs> Still not the lowest. It's the second rating. lowest, I think, so, yeah.
1: Well, we've had some pretty bad ones. Oh, yeah, thanks for that. Drew. You're All very right. welcome. You're free <laughs> to monitor Aman's uh, progress throughout the
2: episode. Like, bit. can I just stop the podcast <laughs> and openly criticize? Yeah, this? absolutely. Yeah. That's you really don't even cool. have if you stop. like, I, I'm not that negative, <laughs> but, so I think I'll be nice to him. But
0: you just watch me fly like a skyrocket
3: rocket. Oh. <laughs> in flight. <laughs> Alright, uh, <laughs> afternoon delight. There you go. <laughs> go
0: ahead, Rob. What uh, are we drinking today?
3: Alright, uh, today we have a beer from the, we learned about this last week, the, the Bose B-Side label. Right. Uh, we've had a few of them before, but this is uh, one of their, I guess one of their newer ones. It's one of the, I think it's one of the more recent award winners, actually. Uh, this is Gigantic La Formidable. And uh, I really like this beer because the bottle has this transformer-looking robot guy on the on the bottle. And uh, so it's an American-Belgio IPA, a new hybrid beer that, uh, that crosses bold, citrusy American-style hop aromas with the signature fruity, spicy, and earthy elements of Belgian yeast. This is a 6.9% beer. How does it taste? It is very hoppy. So Keegan doesn't like it. but no,
0: Yeah. Okay, like, but I, I, I want to say that Keegan has not liked any hoppy beer. No, I know. Yeah. Today, Keegan asked, what beer should I get? And I responded to him, pick whatever you like.
2: Now,
0: a lot this of beers are over hopped this day and age, though.
2: Yeah. Uh, like, if you're looking at a hoppy beer, like, this one's not super hoppy. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, a lot of the microbrews are just hopped to the point of death. Like, this yeah. this is lightly hopped, but uh, if you don't like hops at all, you probably won't enjoy this, but yeah. I don't like it.
0: But I think if you don't like hops, you probably typically would avoid crap yeah you'd food. go for like
2: a pilsner or yeah. something smooth and along Makes the main sense. line
0: but overall i i like this and the one thing i did is uh we had a previous guest who taught us how to drink like or taste wine and i don't typically like smell my beer before drinking it not on purpose anyway but when i smelled this i was like this is a it's like a nice aroma and it was a nice start to it and i liked it
2: i actually worked as a pub tour guide for about three years so you did? it's yeah you do typically smell that makes Your sense. Beer.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So, do you make a habit of doing that?
2: Uh, it depends on if it's a new beer. Like, I do have a challenge for myself. Like you guys at yep. the, you go down to the Lickbow and sure. you pick up something you haven't tried before. You're like, that looks neat, right? Uh, but it's more in the way to better educate yourself on how it's done. That makes sense. Uh, if you guys find a good uh, craft pilsner, because you were saying all craft beers are poppy as snot or right. can be, mm-hmm. uh, that's one thing I'm on the lookout for. So if you have to pick up I a eat. good craft pilsner, that's okay. like. Yeah, they're delicious beers, but
3: they're kind of like forgotten now in the world. Yeah, of that makes sense. Hops. We'll keep an eye yeah. out. Okay. Cool. I. Oh, uh, what do you think, Rob? Sorry. I. I think it's fine. I. It's. It's a stronger beer, so okay. that's why. I mean, we, along with the description of hops, it, all. All I really get right off the bat is that Keegan will not like this beer because it, <laughs> it's yeah. strong and it does. It has an aftertaste that I. I haven't tasted in a beer in a while, but it's not necessarily bad. It might just, be but, that citrusy no, just, fusion yeah. they said. Yeah, yeah. It might. Might be,
0: but it's good. But uh, I do like it. So, you were saying that this is a, a sides beer. Yes. So, it's brewed by Bose, sort of on behalf of another company type thing. Yeah. Is that what I understood from Justin last week?
3: It's brewed... I, well, what it says here is that... So, Gigantic Brewing Company is independent artisanal brewery in southeastern Portland? People's Republic of Portland? Where is this? Um, it's it's Oregon. in Paris, I think. I guess it's Oregon. But... Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, they... It says they developed this new recipe exclusively for for B side. Okay, so exclusively for Bose. So, oh, that's interesting. That's
0: cool. So, when Bose has their own beer, they have food pairings. Do these? Get, do they
3: do that for the B sides They do. Yeah. So, this is honestly, I tried oh, fair, fair. to. I wanted to say. I wanted to say that flawlessly, but it didn't work because when I read People's Republic of Portland, I was I almost read Poland because I was expecting it to be somewhere in Europe. I oh, have me too. Not, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's literally just Portland and they're saying it in the most hipstery way possible, which is understandable. <laughs> cool. Um, but yes, they do. Portland, they, no. Yeah. <laughs> they do have food pairings and it's all strong stuff. So tuna tartare with chilies and citrus, peppery chicken liver pate with juniper. These are all very hipstery sounding yep. dishes. Uh, mushroom, sharp cheddar and barley risotto, roasted pears with caramel and almonds, uh, and creamy blue cheeses like gorgonzola or blue benedictine from Quebec. Mm. But yeah,
0: I, I have never had any of those. Meals. No, no I, I've never eaten any of those foods. I'm not sure if I you will may but not I, be a hipster. That's a, <laughs> is that what that means? Darn,
1: screw you, Portland.
0: <laughs> and I've <on> that's <laughs> the title of this episode. <laughs> uh, not that we title our episodes, but we do no, now. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listeners uh, from Portland might want to tune into a different podcast. Yeah, yeah this exactly. <laughs> Maybe nah, I can't go watch go. Portlandia.
0: There you go. Do that. I'm sure uh, they love that. It's yeah, true. <laughs> So Drew, one thing that we like to do when we start the podcast is we like to get a bit of a background from our guests. So could you speak to sort of where you're from and what brought you to Ottawa and sort of how you got to where
2: you are? Uh, Yeah, sure. I grew up in Huntsville, Ontario. And for people who don't know Huntsville, it's uh, about four hours, four and a half uh, dead west of here, past Algonquin Park right on the western edge of the gonquin park a little uh, north of Barrie, south of north bay uh it's cottage country for people in toronto so like uh, all us locals have to endure our very beautiful summers because we have a lot of clean lakes and rivers to people who spend three months a year there littering and uh <laughs> causing us trouble so we hate toronto of course. <laughs> uh, a lot of people from back home. do yeah, there you go. seasonal residents as they're often called yeah. um but uh yeah beautiful place to grow up there uh Clean lakes and rivers to swim in. Uh, Summers are great. Winters are brutal. Uh, It's just as cold as it is here in Ottawa. But uh, when I moved to Ottawa, it was the wind that I found cold. Because we have a lot of trees, a lot of forest. blocks the wind. Here, you're always at its mercy. Good call. I moved here for school. And I stayed because I actually really like Ottawa as a city. Like, it's well balanced. Don't think I can move back to Huntsville anytime soon. Maybe in the farther future. But... uh, Ottawa has things like employment and things to do. (laughs) Very cool. Uh, What did you study in school? I took English and History at the University of Ottawa. Cool. And now I work for government. Which I think a lot of people probably do. (laughs) I uh, ran, uh, well, I did, uh, always did administrative positions in the University of Ottawa's English Improv Troop while I spent my four years there. Did things like being, uh, like, the captain of the team, uh, president, vice president, and a bunch of other positions we all made up year to year. Ah, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an improv trip. It's administrative yeah. structure. is very flexible.
0: Well, I? I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. So you're doing English... Just speaking to the university, you were doing English improv. I remember when I was at U Ottawa, I saw French improv. and French improv was a lot like what I saw on, like, Comedy Network, where it's like a, a rink with a referee. Yep. Now, English improv is different than that. Is that right?
2: That's quite correct. Uh, they come from two different different routes so the french improv comes from a uh now i might not be doing it justice if you're for more information on french improv please consult wikipedia or your french (laughs) buddy at the bar but uh from what i understand of french improv let me say that with an important caveat is it comes from a uh, theater sports game in the 70 that became very popular that they used to do in like arenas and hockey rinks so, like, if you still go to a game today, like, there's a referee between the two teams that are facing off, and uh, there's boards. Like, uh, they keep the old boards. So, like, at the U of O, you might have seen uh, La Lille, which is the yeah. uh, French Improv Association at the U of O. Uh, they still have the boards as part of their tradition, and their stage is their rank. Right. So it uh, wow. used to be done in the round, too. I get that. Uh, English improv comes from more of a... There's a lot of different things out there, and depending on whose book you read, whose thing you buy, they'll all give you different answers. But as far as I'm concerned, it started in the, like, in a bar. People were just on stage making other people laugh. And I think that's one of my favorite things about the art is just you have, for, for in our case, it's four guys going up on stage, little to nothing planned, and you just go, and people are watching you Not bad. imagine. And that's kind of the, backbone between what the two have in common is it's just people acting reacting imagining that makes sense very cool
0: so that brings us to sort of what you're doing nowadays i mean aside from working in government which again most of ottawa does uh gotta pay the
2: bills man you gotta pay the
0: bills (laughs) which is a tagline for every government employee uh, but you have something on a side, which is Grimpro.
2: That's correct. Uh, so myself, uh, Mike Kosawan, Joel Garrow, and Austin Vare, also known as DJ Healer case. Right. The nice. four of us start... Well, uh, Austin came along a couple weeks after, but uh, originally it was Jordan Moffat, uh, who's now down in the lovely city of Toronto, who I don't hate whatsoever.
0: Oh, okay. Uh,
2: <laughs> Uh, he, you stole my Jordan Toronto. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you hate Toronto, not him. Yeah, that's, that's right,
2: uh, Jordan's a great guy. Uh, but uh, we started the troupe uh, out of U of O, actually. all uh, Everyone but Joel was in the University of Ottawa English Improv Troupe, and then uh, we scooped Joel up uh, as a good friend. So we started off as four friends doing improv, did all sorts of local shows, eventually stomped the yard until we found our own venue. Not bad.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And can you talk about What that process was like Fine Because I know you guys play The
2: Cock and Lion Yes Exclusively Do other improv Mm. places come in Uh, We do basically any shows That uh, we can do So our bi-weekly show Which is the first and last Wednesday Of every month At the Cock and Lion Up 202 Spark Street just in case anyone was wondering. <laughs> uh, that show we got, we didn't originally do it at the Cock and Lion. Okay. Uh, we had another bar called the Imperial Tavern, which was 329 Bank Street, if my memory serves. Which is currently okay. Burgers and Fries Forever. That's correct. All right. But uh, we performed there for probably two years in the little window box. It was a very small <laughs> tavern. It was very small. Uh, our first show, we had 50 people and were so over wow. fire code. <laughs> um, cause people want to see what type of stuff we'd be doing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, our numbers then mellowed out a bit cause like it takes a long time to build an audience or build the following. And mm-hmm. we kind of just scraped ours together from years and years of hard work. But we got the place by, we, we all took areas of town and just went door to door on our bikes being like four man improv troupe. Uh, we've done marketing already. You interested?" And constant nose, 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 and uh, Joel actually went over to uh, the Imperial, and he's like, "Yeah, sure. Wednesday slow for me. Come in on Wednesday. We'll see what you can do. Not
3: bad. Cool." So uh,
2: he had us do it uh, first and last Wednesday of every month, uh, but unfortunately. Uh, Due to issues with the business, uh, they closed up one night a uh, day before our Aladdin show, which was a show we put a lot of friggin' work into. <laughs> oh no! Uh, so I get a the day before I get a text from one of our uh, guest stars. She's a uh, frequent with us, uh, Beautifully uh, young, talented performer, Brooke Cameron, who's with Crush Improv in town here. Uh, she sent me a text letting me know that the business had closed down. Oh. That she sent me a photo of wow. it, like. Barred up. With so no notice or No notice. Oh, man. So Have we get cares. on the phone and we like go over there, find out for ourselves. It's closed. Uh, and we start looking for a new place. One of our fans, uh, Allison, uh, she's great. Uh, she got us this new venue uh, the Cock and Lion, because she did karaoke there, spoke to the manager. <laughs> next day we were in. We didn't miss a Wednesday. What? Our oh. show kept going. We're improv. We don't need real no yes. <laughs> overhead. <Yeah>. Our <laughs> equipment's mobile. Sure. Uh, so we were we were good. Oh, and, good for uh, you. And we've been at the Cock and Lion ever since. Uh, as to your other part of the question, do we do shows other places? Any place we ask. We normally do it. We're finally at a stage where we've started turning down offers because okay. we, we're very busy people, um, and a lot of arts gigs don't pay, but we're at the point where we've been at this for almost five years now. So our time's important. You know, uh, If it's not for a cause or something we believe in, we'll, of course, do some of those pro bono, but... Other times be like, oh, can you help me, you know, do this at my event? I'm like, I don't know you that well, and <laughs> you're not paying us, and it's in Canada, so no. Oh, right. yes. But uh, right. we uh, performed at Arts Court Theatre. Recently we did the Ottawa Theatre Challenge for uh, uh, International Theatre Day with the company of Fools at the NAC National Arts Centre's fourth stage here in Ottawa. Right. Uh, Arts Court Theatre is a big one for us. Ottawa Fringe Festival, we're not doing it this year, but the last two years we did it down at the Lumenberg Tavern. Cool. Um, So we'll go pretty much anywhere. We did the uh, Moose Creek Winter Carnival. Uh, That's out in lovely Moose Creek, Ontario. Shout out to my friends in Moose Creek. You guys are awesome. Don't let Cornwall push you around. (laughs) It's between here and Cornwall. Uh, Ah, there you go. (laughs) For
3: people listening, he was staring directly into that mic, so you know he means business. I'm looking at you,
2: Cornwall.
3: (laughs) Back off. (laughs) Uh,
1: Maybe, Drew, could you go over maybe what your uh, your typical improv show entails? Because for me, I, I went very recently, and I was blown away by just how, what it was, you know? Like, it was totally different from what I thought was going to be
2: yeah so a lot of people are more familiar with other styles of improv so yeah. i should have mentioned earlier we do long form improvised comedy right. which is basically a, us making up an entire play a lot of improv that people are used to is either the quebec style we we're talking about uh, earlier where it's kind of in the round with the hockey rinks and the jerseys and yeah. the ref or whose line is it anyway well-known tv show from yeah. back in the 90s, 90s early 2000s i guess yeah. Depends on how old I think I'm getting. (laughs) And long-form is different, and it's hard. No two companies will do it alike. There are some schools of long-form in, uh, like, especially in areas like Chicago, Toronto, New York. Like, Second City is the big one where they're like, oh, we'll train you they have their own formula of how to do it. Right. So we kind of started a base formula of our own called the cul-de-sac, which is an open style of long form based off a couple audience suggestions. And then the music played by DJ Gila case. We let those spiral on, create new characters, do swipes. It's basically watching a pretty immersive play and fold in front of your very eyes. And, uh, one thing we were talking about at our last meeting though, is, a lot of acts, you don't see what goes on behind the scenes. You, with improv, you're witnessing the creative, uh, the creative element, like the 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 artistic process is unfolding in front of your eyes. Right. And a lot of people are amazed at, like, oh, I can't believe they tied that in, or right. oh, that character came back, or. Even after shows, so would be like, what happened? You know, you never brought this character back. And you're like, well, sorry. But like, <laughs> you know, things build up their own momentum. Yeah. Uh, our second half is always something experimental. So part of our challenge to ourselves is if you do the who's line, is it anyway style of improv too long, you find yourself in loops. Like, it, because we're so familiar with it. Like, it's very novel to everyone else who's. Um, seen it for the first time or might not be it, but if you're doing this once a week, you start noticing like, oh, there's patterns, punch lines, like it You lose kind of that spark of spontaneity, which right. improv is all about. So we set up a challenge to try and create new shows that are unlike any other. So we'll just come up with some sort of terrible idea while drinking and just <laughs> run with it. Right. Um, So like we, some of them are just simple structure shows. So like, um, you know, we have our cop-out where it's uh, people yelling more gritty, less gritty, and we just do a cop drama on top of that. <laughs> or we did the movie Aladdin, but we transposed it into a different genre. Or, uh, like, yeah. some of the, those are some of our movie ideas. We did Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. right? Almost verbatim, we kind of went <laughs> off wow. the rails on it. But it's funny, because that, that comedic concept is... You're basically performing a play written by humans, spoken by dogs, played by humans. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, it's elaborate ideas like that. But some of our other ideas are technical. Like we did the world's smallest improv where we had like a little maquette set up and toothpicks projected on the wall. Uh, Microprov uh, for the Ottawa Comic Con the first year it was in town. We did micro or er, action figure improv, so we had a box full of action figures, uh. and we we're uh, uh, and we had a guy creating the art for the backdrops, and we're oh wow projecting this up, and kids were watching the show, and we even got kids to come up and do the improv with us. Oh, that's cool! And they were dying for it. It oh. was a lot of fun. So uh, coming up with ideas like that. Some of our other ideas that are more experimental is uh, last week we did show from a hat where we let the audience <laughs> members basically dictate almost every action on stage by writing things down, and it got pretty inappropriate pretty quickly. As, as it <laughs> does when you yeah. depend on your audience, but... Yeah. So it's, uh, for us, it's no two shows are the same, even if we uh, bring back one of our concept pieces, which we'll do from time to time, because it does take a lot of work to make sure one of our ideas gets off the ground. That makes sense. Right. Could you speak to some of
0: the, the the creative process that happens prior to the show or in between shows? I know I don't want you to divulge too any secrets. Oh, there's no secrets <laughs> to
2: divulge, my friend. Yeah. Generally, Grimprov starts with a terrible idea. Right. <laughs> so uh, when we were, uh, we had a really productive day one day. We used to always practice at my buddy Joel's house down on Preston Street. Sure. And And uh, do you know the bar Pubwell's? Maybe you're familiar I with it. Well, yeah.
0: Yeah, Preston, so
2: uh, he used to live, right. like, right across the road from Pubwell's. Wells, ah. Or right, like, kitty corner from it or something. So we're like, you know what? We're not getting anything done. Let's just go to the bar. Let's drink a couple beers, have a cider. And we just went there, and we had beers, and we were laughing, and we came up with, like, some ridiculous ideas like mike joel and i um have such chemistry that we know each other so well we're really good friends we can finish each other's thoughts like mike and joel can read me better than my own fiance can <laughs> uh, sorry hopefully bridget won't listen to this and i won't post the link on her facebook page okay <laughs> but um the uh yeah the, we riff off each other very well and it yeah. For us, it's just natural to come up with ideas together. So we were drinking and like, oh, wouldn't it be funny? We were drinking about Jesus Returns. Oh, why does he return? To fight crime. So we came up with our idea, JCPI, or Jesus Christ, Private Investigator, where Jesus returns from the dead, too. Fight crime. Right.
0: <laughs> That's a recurring bit, eh,
2: JCPI? Uh, JCPI was our, I think it was our Fringe Festival, uh, it was our 2013 Fringe Festival audience pick. Okay, very so cool. So we always do, uh, whenever we do a f- uh, festival, we like to uh, do a bunch, display a bunch of our different ideas. Sure. And then the audience can vote online if they want to see an idea again or uh, if they missed one you know, they might like, Oh, I really wish I could have made their JCPI show, but that (laughs) one was on a Tuesday and I have Pilates on Tuesday. Yes, you do Pilates. So, so I mean, (laughs) is that
0: basically what the prep is? If, if any, you sit down at a pub, you sit
2: down and that's for more of the idea phase. Um, so improv itself, there are some techniques that help people get better. So it's it's a very interesting thing to teach. In our, we do do workshops. Uh, we right. have one coming up on the 22nd, which uh, I'm not sure the theme of, but we try and focus on different things. So generally in improv, what you want to do is the most important thing is a good platform between the two characters. You know, These are things like where you are, history between the two characters. You want the characters to know each other and have a bond because that kind of stuff is interesting to watch. A lot of people spoofing on improv are like, oh, I'm a... Grocery store owner that, you know, you've never met before or I'm from out of town. Right. But those don't tend to make the best scenes. The best scenes are made by character dynamic and character chemistry. Right. Best huh. shows on TV, same thing. Yep. Like it's good characters drive stories. So you, uh, you work on establishing the platform, which is like location, history between characters, uh, setting if applicable. Uh, and you just do that. And at that point, eventually you come to some sort of conflict where something goes wrong. The best conflicts are driven up from the platform. Sure. Uh, The two characters bicker and quarrel over the conflict, and then some sort of resolution gets thrown in. And that's your general short form improv structure. Makes sense. So a long form uses that, like, take for example, like a big story. Like, a lot of people would be familiar with, like, Breaking Bad or something like that sure. So you know that has all sorts of Peaks and dips and like They're like oh they're ramping up the intensity Ramping up the intensity okay They solve these problems but oh look now These two characters with their chemistry are having This problem or you know at the Same time it's like this character's having this Problem and this character's having this problem oh They intersect and your minds are blown and Sure sure yeah it's the same thing with improv yeah, that um, Makes sense you just have to work on The structure uh, generally the rule In improv is saying yes uh, like always say yes is what we tell beginner performers but uh, there's also the art of saying no Yeah, and so it's it's really hard to teach like the basic is always say yes until you learn when it's okay to say yeah, no sure it makes sense. an advanced
3: technique yes. yeah I got that yeah, you, you, yeah. once you've mastered yes I assume it's also easier to get to that level when you're comfortable with the people you're performing with to be able to, to shut them down with what they're trying to do the direction they're trying to go right. and take in a different direction and they'll to know that they'll be okay with that and be able to handle it.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, trust is a big thing. Uh, however, I, I'm a firm believer that if you can perform with one person, you can perform with anyone. Sure. Cause when you've analyzed the shows as much as we have to uh, I've spent a lot of time hosting in short form improv, you always have like a Drew carry figure who's the right. host. And with that, you spend a lot of time not watching what's on stage, but watching the audience. So you start gauging, are they laughing? Are they reacting? So a good performer is not only aware of what's going on in scene, but they're also aware of what's going on in front of them, right. because this is live, like unlike a TV show, we can actually see them like, mm, this isn't working, I need to try something new, or ooh, they really like that, I'm yeah. going to bring that back. Nice. Uh, so it's it's about reading your performers, reading your audience, because the audience in improv is directly interactive, like they're another element of our show. Yeah, right. Makes sense ours are huge internet or interactive participants. Like a lot of people are scared off of an improv show because they think they're going to be pulled on stage and right. used the entire night. Well, that's not the type of thing we do. But we use your input at our constructive times to okay. make the show happen. That makes sense, right? If cool. you want to hang back and watch, we're okay with that.
0: <laughs> I, and I like that. Is that you're as interactive as, as as you want to be as an audience member? Like you can give the suggestions or you can sit back and you make what you will out
2: of that show. That's cool. Well, it's your show. You paid for it. You might as well. Yeah, yeah. but not everybody's like that, right? That's true. You, is... you get kicked out of a lot of theaters for doing that. <laughs> That's the <laughs> thing. Uh, Can't yell, kiss already in a theater that uh, <laughs> would ruin the, the
3: Shakespeare.
0: I, I went to a movie theater with somebody, and they were like, uh, they, they're not a fan of, of love scenes. And people started making <laughs> out at, at a certain point in time, and he yelled out for real, uh, fast forward, this doesn't advance the plot. I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, quiet down, buddy. But yeah, you're right. You can't just shout out in the theater, or you shouldn't. Like people yeah, do. Exactly. People do. Uh, before we continue, why don't we jump to a segment of ours? Uh, Keegan, do you want to do Classic Ottawa? I
1: would love to. What but, is
0: Classic Ottawa?
1: Well, you know how you hear news sometimes? Sometimes. And it's boring. Yep. Sometimes they make you read it. It's always boring. Like, Well, okay. guess uh, not now. Oh, now oh. we have Classic Ottawa. I'll read you the news with a fun little spin on it. That's nice. And you can bring it up at parties. And you get, to, you get to figure out which part is the joke and which part is fa- are facts. <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's a perfect idea. <laughs> okay. Uh, Canada has committed to send 200 soldiers to Ukraine this summer.
2: <laughs> 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 Sounds like a joke. Yeah, that's <laughs> a
1: joke. <laughs> uh, to help train Ukrainians fighting against Russian forces. Finally, said no one. The Supreme Court of Canada has ruled that Conservatives' mandatory minimum sentencing for firearm offenses uh, is unconstitutional. The court decided that the tough-on-crime law was issued a mandatory... (laughs)
2: this is the joke right (laughs) I I, I got a phone call during that joke (laughs) you probably want to pick it up on air
1: the court decided that the top on crime law which uh, issues a mandatory minimum sentence of three years for any gun offense was cruel and unusual coincidentally cruel and unusual punishment was the working title for the program itself (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> worth it <laughs> I, I guess was it worth it <laughs> I think you should have picked up the yeah. call yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> no mom I'm doing that, my podcast that would have been hilarious <laughs> uh, an explosion at the corner of Bank and Fifth last week has been deemed an arson by Ottawa police the blast caused millions of dollars in damages to businesses in the building and received multiple noise complaints from local Glee Bites <laughs> <laughs> that <Those> was Glee Bites <laughs>
3: <yeah.
1: uppity. laughs> And finally, am I supposed to read this one? It's not a joke. I don't know. Oh, no, it is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> You're arguing me yourself. Sorry, we talked about it, and I didn't get it. I thought it wasn't a joke, but I just didn't get it.
0: Okay. The Ottawa
1: Senators made the <laughs> NHL playoffs this past weekend, and fans are being warned <laughs> that tickets will be very hard to come by. This is because the Canadian Tire Center has stopped blocking off dates for May and June, so the Sens will be playing at the Kanata Recreation Complex, which only seats 350. <laughs>
3: The problem with that is Keegan reading it and not getting it is that yeah. he doesn't know where the emphasis <laughs> I, should go. I thought that was real the whole time. What, what we, what we so should what is have the done, joke? we should have had Keegan intro the, the fact, the little thing you did where you said, this isn't a joke, oh wait, it is a joke, and then you should have just said, the Ottawa Senators made the NHL playoffs this week. <laughs> yeah, Period. At that. Yeah, <laughs> Drew, you just did it then.
2: Drew, did you get the joke in that? Uh, Do you watch hockey? Yeah, I love hockey. Okay. But I didn't really get the joke. It, it might the, be important it's the delivery.
1: Okay. So I think it's it's that usually the Sens don't make the playoffs, and so the Canadian Tire Center went ahead and booked Lady Gaga for two months or something. All right. Oh, that's funny.
3: Ish. There we go. How do you feel? I feel great. I feel like I could have done it better, but that's yeah, fine. probably. I'm sorry. Well, anyways, that's the news. Just tell
1: your friends.
0: Uh, I give that
1: to, a 3.12. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. no, that's lower 3, 1, than 1, pi. two. <laughs> that's sub-pi. <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs>
2: that's a pi, sub-par.
0: <laughs> so back to improv. Drew, you mentioned that um, you have a DJ.
2: That's right, uh, DJ Helicase.
0: So of all the improv, well, I haven't seen many improv, improv troops, but I've seen a few, and I had never seen a DJ. So could you speak to how the DJ plays into your show and and sort of the thought process in incorporating a DJ?
2: Uh, Yeah, it's actually really easy. Uh, The music adds a lot. So you know every movie you have ever loved? It has an awesome score. Like scores help. And you know what's available online? The awesome score to every movie you've ever loved. (laughs) (laughs) So what would make improv better? The awesome score to every movie yeah. you've ever loved. All right. Uh, so DJ Helicase is not just a DJ; he's also a fellow performer. He okay. also performed with us at um, uh, the University of Ottawa, and uh, so he he reads us. He knows. Sometimes, sometimes we'll screw with him, and sometimes he'll screw with us. So uh, he's he's got like multi tracks. So we've done amazing scenes in the past where it's like all oh, happy, lovey dovey, two couples up in this watchtower looking over the valley below and then he starts slowly fading in this really creepy music <laughs> and then you know it goes really dark and then the audience like the, one of the best reactions isn't actually a laughter it's if you can get the audience to go like <gasps> or like
3: <gasps>
2: anything yeah. like that it's yeah. awesome right. so when the audience starts doing that he puts the happy music back on but then starts fading in the creepy music again <laughs> and it it's just this awesome emotional roller coaster. Awesome. Uh so yeah, he's got all sorts of tricks like that. That's cool. Um sometimes uh he'll put on the right music at the right time, like we do a James Bond style improv and we did it for Fringe Festival where Jordan Moffat came back and played our James Bond. Cool. Wow. Uh but uh the villain suggested by the audience, the kind of like top henchman with the special ability, was Artsy Craftsy, a uh Top secret uh, <laughs> anti-agent who kills people with arts and craft supplies. <laughs> but he hits James with this pouch full of glitter laced with LSD and manages to capture him. <laughs> but at the same time, James gets hit. Um, uh, Austin throws on, uh, DJ Helicase throws on this, uh, what's that song? Uh, Stop, baby, what's that sound? <laughs> but you know, like, the intro to that, how yeah. it's all, like, yeah. reminiscent of V. Oh, yeah. What's the name yeah. of that damn song? Oh, fuck. Can I say Damn. Yeah, that's right.
1: Oh, Damn, I guess <laughs> Wait, I might believe it. Anyways, oh, post well. it in the comments, and
0: I'll read it later. <laughs> ah, there you go. Whatever it is, I can't think of it. Clearwater
2: Revival? No, is that the
3: that's, band? I, I, have, I have no, no way, I, idea. I, band. I've heard the song, but I've never heard any artist associated with it.
2: Something's happening
3: here. Now it's stuck in my head. Oh, Thanks, jerks. <laughs>
0: you didn't to shoot yourself. <laughs> but you you were going towards a point.
2: Yeah, I probably was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what about so you do? Uh, you do improv. You work for the government. What do you do for fun, or what do you do besides that stuff in Ottawa? Uh,
2: what do I do for that stuff? Uh, well, as I, I mentioned on my pantsless survey, um, I'm a, a active gardener. I have my own oh, cool. sunroom with all sorts of epic plants in it uh i also cycle as much as i can i'm not one of those crazy ass winter cyclers can i say ass yes Sam. Okay. you can't say cycler though. <laughs> okay <Yeah. laughs> no, i'll say cyclist then you. There you go. <laughs> so anyways i'll use proper english for that um, <laughs> Um, <laughs> you've been at my show. Uh, you're right. <laughs> two for two tonight. <laughs> He's He's the I, was a stu-
0: stu- I was a science student. You were the English guy.
2: And I still got it. Well. <laughs> we've been on his show.
0: I know. I know. I was distracted. <laughs> I've been on your show. You, you were show. on our As show. Oh, right? that's right. There that is correct 10 That's it. <laughs> As
1: punishment, you should make them on, be in one of your improv shows. That's not a thing. And just <laughs> I just them, like burn. <laughs> be hilarious. We just say I'm going to burn.
3: We would all go. We would get so many people to go to that. Tackle you?
2: Oh
0: well, now, now he's tempted because he wants all these people. to
2: Yeah, I got ten person minimum, and yeah.
3: I'll make it happen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so you garden, sorry, sorry yes. you cycle. What, what do you
0: mean by cycle? Like, are you just talking about like just biking commuting? around for transport
2: or for recreation? Uh, for transport, not really for recreation. Because trans, like if you can turn your transport into recreation, why don't you? Yeah, Unless yeah. it's rain or cold. Yep. Uh, like your other options: OC Transpo or trying to find a place to park. I have a car, but sure. uh, like the what was it on Sunday? It was beautiful out. Yeah. And uh, my fiance, my lovely fiance is a chef, but she wanted me to go down to the Byward Market and pick up a duck she needed for her final exam. Oh, even though there was That's plenty of good ducks in the park by the house. Such a weird sentence. <laughs> yeah, I live with it. Yeah. Cook, so. But uh, I was like, well, how the hell am I going to find a place to park? Can I say hell? Yeah. Okay. Damn.
3: Anyways, you can't say damn. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: Bad at this, uh, but I had to go down to the market, and yeah. uh, I was like, "There's no way I'm going to find a place to park." So I just, you know, took the bike instead. Well, actually, okay. I sent her on her bike, and the problem was solved. <laughs> so I got <laughs> eight more Doritos in my boxers.
0: So <laughs> oh, you did nothing.
2: <laughs> so I did nothing. Good now, for
0: next you, question. Good, good story. You.
1: So, as a cyclist, cool story, bro. <laughs> as a cycler, here's something. Like I, I read this news story that I couldn't make funny. That uh, <laughs> on King Edward apparently. These two cars got into a road rage incident, and a cyclist pulled over, and then she got stabbed, or she stabbed someone. What do you think about the dangers of cycling in Ottawa?
0: I don't think that qualifies as like a a normal cyclist.
1: That's a danger, getting hit by a car. What is a danger of psychopaths? You get hit a pedestrian (laughs) if you're going really fast. Well, I was joking about,
2: uh, I was joking with some of the people at work that it would probably be a good idea if I just took my pants off while I cycled and put them on my arms, And that way everyone would think I'm on meth and give me the extra space I needed. Oh. Um, Because, like, if you see a guy cycling down the side (laughs) of the road with his jeans... On his arms. Yeah. You're going to give him space.
3: Yeah. Even if you're wobbling so. all over the place, people give you a way wider berth. That's a
2: good point. Uh, it's actually proven that people without helmets on, people like drivers will leave them more space. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's a so crazy thing.
0: It's <laughs> nuts, and, but it's... You know what would be the perfect scenario is a helmet that looks like your
2: head. A glass helmet. <laughs> Excellent. Nope. Nope. <laughs>
3: it's also proven that cyclists, uh, that if you are wearing a helmet, you're more likely to behave recklessly and are more likely to get into a crash. Oh. Yeah.
2: And there's some yeah, interesting things. Don't out there. wear
3: a helmet, I guess.
2: <laughs> yeah. So um I don't know, I'm kind of undecided. I'm also too cheap to buy a helmet. So, so you're a helmetless. I'm a helmetless cycler. Awesome. And often I'll go without a shirt because I also find without a shirt on, A, it's the way we were born and the way we're supposed to be man. And B, I find people leave me more space if yeah. I'm shirtless. Yeah, I'm also that. really pale for those of you who can't no. see me. Okay. Um, so that's like a reflective vest sure. on top they, of that. Nobody wants to be blinded. <laughs> After a long Ottawa winter, like, I'm blinding drivers. It's great. Good for you. <laughs> uh, are you,
0: like, kind so you're not a winter biker.
2: Yeah, no. But
0: are you like a March or April to like Yeah, December I'm pretty biker? much when
2: the snow melts, I've got the bike out. As long as the shoulder's clear enough to sense. to cycle on. Yeah, that's good. Cool. Uh, but uh, it also has to be like this November was too cold. Like sometimes you get out there and you take your first breath of air aggravated from cycling or exercise and it's painful, man. Yeah, yeah I get that. Like it's just like yeah. taking a freaking fist to the lung. Sure, no, I get that yeah
0: anyway that's that's interesting i i uh i didn't always live sort of in center town downtown area but uh when i moved down i, I think i first moved to the glebe and I, and that's when I started biking around here but it was terrifying with how crazy the drivers
2: are down in you know yeah. especially on Kent for example that's why I was kind of asking like do you feel safe? Um, I generally feel pretty safe I know the routes very well Uh, What bothers me I'm probably most terrified of being doored Because I was working as a tour guide Near where the one girl got doored, and I had to pick up a bus the morning she did. That was down by Queen and Metcalf, if memory serves. If so. Uh, so. that was kind of a rough morning. Mm-hmm. But uh, the other day, I almost got doored by a cop. Go- well, it wasn't Ooh. the other day. It was in February. I almost got doored by a cop going. I was in the bike lane, too, and they were parked in the what? bike lane. Uh. So I was very, very upset. I was ready to give him a piece of my mind, but I didn't want a ticket or anything. So <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to lambast him over the radio. I should have written a report or something. Yeah. But-
0: about,
1: right. But I was already
2: late for an event, and I was fuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah I get that.
1: Yeah, that's that's annoying. Um, you know, a cyclist almost hit me as a
2: pedestrian the
1: other the other day. I was like walking. Well, you're probably at, in at his way. way. <laughs> I was like crossing <laughs> the light, and he was coming, and he light
2: like, turned right really fast. Yeah. Huh. It, it's it's well, it's, it's like easy. anything, right? Like yeah. you got certain pedestrians out there not watching where they're going. You got. You know, like uh, the amount of times I've had someone in the middle of the path on their phone with their earphones in and you're dinging like an idiot being like, come on, man, move your friggin' I say ass. Yeah. Okay. I think you did already. Oh, good.
0: <laughs> We're working through them.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm building up to the finale. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like you know, it's. Uh-huh. Uh, I also drive, so some people are great, give you all sorts of space. Right. Like yeah, yeah, and other people are real jerks that need to be on your tail, need to like cut into you with the thing. I probably shouldn't snap with all these mics. No, it's That's great. fine. Yeah, no, good. it sounds. It looks so broke. Some it really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No,
0: I get that. It's cool. Uh, I'm seeing on here that you also do, i have just seen tabletop RPG. What That's that right. It's like Dungeons & Dragons, man. Oh, sorry. Okay, that makes
2: sense. Very yeah. cool.
0: You, so you do D&D.
2: Yeah. It's uh, called Pathfinder, though. So Pathfinder. it's made by a bunch of people Pathfinder. Hasbro fired from their <laughs> Dungeons & Dragons division. That makes sense. Uh, or the DDD, for yep. short. Nice. Um, <laughs> and, uh it's uh, just a great online, uh, well, it's like, uh, all the information's available online. It's generally run through tabletops. I play with some buddies I used to play with in high school. Ah. Uh, it was kind of a gateway for me to go into improv, because it's improvised storytelling, oh, right. yeah. it's getting into characters, sure. using your imagination, Yeah, and it's basically like a video game you create for your friends or your friends create for you. So it's like a lot more social than it. Do you, you find instance. your improvising skills help with your...
1: Because you're always making choices
2: about what you're going to do and how you're going to act. Yeah, it's it's uh, definitely interesting. Like, the y- you try and think a little better. Um, I, I like to have a couple beers while I play, and I find if I have too many beers, too much of me comes out. And not <laughs> enough of the character comes out. So I start making choices I would make right. versus yeah. the choices a character would make. So I'm always trying to challenge myself to play more interesting or different characters. Makes sense. So what character class do you play? Or can you tell us what your character you're playing now? Uh, yeah. Uh, my last one, I actually tried to play a female for the first time. Oh, wow. And that was interesting because all my buds I play with online are all male. So I'm like, let's see how this goes. And so I learned a lot about uh, gender dynamic within a party. Um, it's hard for a male to play a female not in the sense of, like, it's actually difficult. If you just say, I'm doing it, it's cool. But it's hard to play a non-stereotypical, or it's like, how do I bridge a complex character uh, that's different than that? So, like, at first the guys are all making jokes, but then they got used to it, and it all yeah. uh, kind of fell in. And it was hard, too, because I picked a sorceress, which are typically very beautiful— so that was uh, exactly a little bit uh, annoying for those who can see it. Uh, Giving him the his eyebrows. Ah, there you go. Uh, so that was interesting, but uh, you can go with a lot of that. So like for uh, Malcasta, which was her name, uh, you know, you try and like, uh, she was fire aligned. So she's quick to temper, but she's also very loving and caring. Um, she doesn't tolerate certain things. And if she's angry, she loses all sense of reason. So if she's... She's fired up. Uh, She's also had a lot of uh, spells that uh, altered people's minds. So she would use that to avoid combat when applicable. Uh, Then the new one I'm playing now, which we just started recently, is a orc that is uh, more calculated than normal orcs. So he's older, wiser, he's seen the battle, he knows how best to fight. So instead of run straight in, slaughter them all, he's more... Precise with the way so it's right. more uh, this It's more of a fundamental tactics game. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: That's cool. Yeah, cool. I'm I'm playing a monk right now in my Dungeon Dragons campaign. Which version? Uh, Fifth. Fifth? Yep. Yeah. But I, I'm only playing a monk because I do I do martial arts but I'm not very good so I get my butt kicked all the time. I was like, I know, I'll be a monk. <laughs> I'm going to take this out in <laughs> <Yeah>. false reality. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> so now I, I kick ass at uh, this game. Monks been, are pretty awesome. They're
2: really fun. One of our players played a <laughs> monk last, uh, last adventure, and he was incredibly overpowered. Yeah. That's Sounds crazy. <laughs> okay. Be a monk, do do martial arts,
0: in real life or in fake like life. <laughs> if you like hearing Keegan on his podcast, this is how you can become him. <laughs> uh, why don't we jump to another segment? Um, did we warn you about speed round? We said the word
2: speed
3: round. You oh, did okay. say
2: the word speed round. I'm assuming they're round speed. Uh, nope. Oh. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> You'll be fine. It's a, it's
0: a series of questions for two minutes. Shirt, ready? Uh go. What's Rob is? Oh yeah, I'm ready. Uh, I should have just gone I Drew's going to
1: beat us. I was like going to say. Yeah. He's going to answer them faster than we can think of them.
0: Keegan's not very good at <laughs> actually, thinking of Actually, you know, after a while, we all get kind of lame with our questions. What's your
2: favorite
3: shirt?
0: Yeah. yeah, we try to yeah. avoid that. But uh, okay, every shirt.
3: shirt's no shirt.
0: Oh, there you go. <laughs> We're already starting. <laughs>
3: Uh, right. Okay, two minutes on the clock. Here we go. I already answered the question. Yep. Sorry, that fell. was your pre-question.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be yes-anding
2: right now. I am
3: yes-anding. <laughs> I had such. A- <laughs> okay. Okay. What right. is the coldest temperature you would not wear pants? Uh, about minus uh, twelve. What's
0: your favorite material of shirt if you had to wear one?
3: I would definitely
2: go with straight up cotton. Mm. Last restaurant you ate at? Uh, last restaurant I ate at was a new uh, the Sandy Hill Lounge and Grill. Ooh. Uh, longest time you've ever grown a beard for uh, probably about eight weeks or eight months okay and that's without shaving the neck and yeah. all the stuff too
0: alright
2: uh, best park in Ottawa uh, that would definitely be the park across the road from my house <laughs> makes sense <laughs> what's your go-to dance move uh, my go-to dance move is the lean and drink
3: uh-huh. ah, nice uh, what is your favorite type of character to play in improv uh, the
2: villain
0: okay oh uh, do you prefer beer or like uh... beer okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite dungeon
1: or a pathfinder weapon uh, the scythe
0: nice
3: yeah. uh, which NHL team are you now cheering for Sands baby okay who wins the Stanley Cup uh, probably not the Sands baby but I'm gonna
2: go with it because this is an Ottawa podcast ah, yeah. I do with my <laughs> yeah. team
3: okay can
2: you do a backflip or front flip or anything like that I cannot I can but I will injure myself okay. hmm. can you do a somersault <laughs> I believe I can
0: it's okay. Worst injury you've ever endured.
2: Uh, I've been pr- I had uh, water poisoning while I was in Spain, and wow. I uh, shat for days. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite neighborhood in Ottawa? Uh, my favorite neighborhood in Ottawa is probably New Edinburgh.
3: Nice. nice. Uh, veggie burger, yes or no? No. Hmm.
2: Uh, what kind of burger?
3: Uh, there's one with Bacon. Okay. How many push ups have you done consecutively?
2: Uh, recently, 25 yesterday. Nice. Holy nice. Yesterday. That was a lot. Yeah. Okay. I was getting fat.
0: Oh, you were just waiting. You were like, was oh, one I was, second. I could have started. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> that was quick. I liked it. That was a lot. That was a lot. That was good. <laughs> I well, was we need ran out was... against our, our record. Yeah, that might I don't work. know. Anyway, we'll see. We don't keep track, but... We don't. Yeah. Well, I also, I also
2: jumped the gun. I was ahead yeah. of the, the speed the round. But you know what? You're the first to do it. So, yeah.
0: so that's a thing. <laughs> Why New Edinburgh?
2: Uh, New Edinburgh? Is yeah. that what you said? Yeah. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know the suburbs of Ottawa. Well.
3: You I don't... I don't know how to like pronounce it. the suburb. I long don't. Long. That's <laughs>
2: another thing too. Uh, it's not really a suburb, but uh, it's just an area I find myself uh, hanging out a lot in. It's the closest area to bike to, or closest bar area to bar- bike to right. from my house. Okay. Um, I just like the feel of the neighborhood. Like it's uh, got like a Beechwood Avenues, the main yeah. the main drag there. So uh, normally I'll hit up the New Edinburgh, uh, New Edinburgh Pub, or like uh, the Clock Tower, or oh. uh, there's a new gastropub that's on there too i uh, taken my fiancé for many dates down there as well. Hey, so, cool. so we, like, there's a metro. Oh, of course. You gotta love metro. <laughs> we, uh, we we read a,
0: or we had a story once about, like, a gastropub or something. I've never been to a gastropub. What, what is a gastropub?
2: A gastropub is, like, pub-style seating. Less in, um, like, it's a very social atmosphere, but unlike a pub proper, like, uh, this one, for example, only had one TV playing. Okay. So, like, you you would go there to socialize, dine, drink, of course, um, but you're not drowned out by loud music. So, instead of, like, standard pub fare, you have, like, huh. smaller portions, more, um, more like, uh, foodie type yeah. stuff. Yeah. Again, my fiancé's a chef, so sure. I yeah. get brought out to a lot of things like this. But uh, I, we always find the gastropubs are compromised because, like... You know, instead of it like normal, if you think of a pub, right, you think of loud atmosphere, TVs everywhere, loud music or loud sports, depending on what's going on, beer, greasy food. This one, you're still getting, uh, not the food's not as greasy, the atmosphere's not as loud, it's more sociable, uh, less sports on TV, and the portion sizes are smaller. I prefer regular pubs myself, but I'm kind of like a... Beer and burger type of guy. Yeah, that makes sense. And I like me my sports.
0: <laughs> that makes
2: sense. Uh, being namely hockey? Um, namely hockey. Okay. But I'll watch pretty much anything.
0: That's cool. Yeah. Cool. And
2: hockey's the only one I follow. Right. I'm tempted to follow basketball
0: again. Yeah. It's not worth it. The Raptors are in the uh, playoffs, and I'm like, I feel like I should do something about that. And then I am like, I try watching basketball, and I'm like, eh, it stinks. It's just, it's just something yeah. about it. Not like, my cup of tea. Anyway, no, I get yeah. it uh okay well I think that's have we covered everything i think, think, so. So. I think so so why don't we uh well I'll give you a chance to plug grimprov whether it with websites or the frequency of shows again uh workshops coming up
2: uh yeah we have a workshop coming up on wednesday the 20 fact check uh the 22nd <laughs> I
3: think Yep, yeah, 22nd. 22nd.
2: And our next show, uh, so that will be at the Cock and Lion at 8 p.m. Uh, workshops are $10. Yep. Or you can show up to our regular show, which is the first and last Wednesday of every month, Cock and Lion, 202 Spark Street. Uh, that is also at 8 p.m. And that the show is only $5. Mm, not bad. Um, and we're also in lots of other stuff. So if you want to check us out, we're Grimprov on Facebook or at Grimprov on Twitter. You can also check out our blog, www.grimprov.com. .wordpress. and we can find it through this the facebook Mor- page i this think
0: it's .wordpress. wordpress it is wordpress yeah. .com. <laughs> uh yeah i think so you'll find us through <laughs> facebook we'll link it on the page yeah. as well yeah just
2: google uh, grimprov all right ottawa. We're, we're the one yeah google grimprov ottawa
0: yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the key uh, uh just to be clear these workshops do people need some kind of experience
2: uh Acting. no, we we basically gear our workshops for whoever arrives. So yeah. uh sometimes we will tackle more complex things. Our basic target is intermediate level, but if you're at a lower level, we'll get you
0: there. Right.
1: That sounds fun. We should do one yeah. as a podcast. We should
0: go to a workshop?
1: Yeah, it'll help us out our stale dynamic here. You,
2: you guys can work on your banter. We exactly. could. Maybe you can do better than three point one four. Here's the thing, you just happen to like pie. Who does call like the pie. callback? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> if you don't like I, pie, I can go to a different podcast. <laughs> oh.
0: No, stay here. Uh Keegan, where can uh the listeners find us?
1: com is our website. Yep. You can uh we've just re- put some new bios up. Yeah. They're a bit more descriptive and less uh like bullet pointy. Yeah. So that's nice. Um, you can check out Colin Giles is on there as well that's right, our, our writer
0: also an improviser in Ottawa yeah, but also our great. writer
1: That's yeah. great yeah. everyone loves Colin everyone yeah. loves Colin you buddy there you go <laughs> and uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter we we really like uh, interacting with people so yep. please uh, do something to us on one um. of those sites <laughs> you always end that yeah. word yeah. you always find a I don't a know way. what to say because you can't right. say tweet and make it creepy like,
3: yeah you can say tweet and there should like,
1: be one word
3: so we're life. also
0: on <laughs> iTunes and Citra Radio. <laughs> and uh, Rob, Audible's a thing. Talk yeah, about
3: so, uh, I mean, if you like listening to podcasts, you're probably also going to like listening to books. Keegan, I know, loves having books read to him. I do. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have a sponsor, so uh, Audible.com is helping us out with this episode. And you guys can help us out uh, by going to com. That'll let them know that you guys are interested in watching the show or listening to the show. Uh, and you can get a free audiobook download and a free thirty day trial uh, just by checking that out. So that's audible.autowhatpodcast.com.
0: Perfect. Thanks. You've mastered that blurb. That's fantastic. That was
3: completely off book. I know. I, I saw beyond that. the blurb. I know. It's, it's fantastic. So we'll I hold... give him a nine.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. I think this is opposite day. Something's <laughs> going on. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, Drew, we're going to let you close out the show by saying Ottawa, however you like. Ottawa.
1: What's behind that panel? Does
2: that move?
0: Yeah, it's a bedroom behind there. It's a second bedroom? Yeah, my roommate uh, lives... Behind there, but <laughs> not, <a roommate? laughs> <laughs>
2: not right
0: now. That was weird phrasing, but uh, it sounds like yeah. you kidnapped him. Just, he's not here right now, but there's a bedroom behind it's that It's like room. a weekend at Bernie's thing, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sitting there with
3: sunglasses, he's rigged up to the rolling, yeah, to totally <laughs> right
2: Oh, <Hello, up>. everybody,
3: <laughs> let's tell like Mickey. Whose voice is that? He did play Pinocchio in a play, and he that did, it sounded remarkably like it. <laughs> it's true,
0: guys. How's everyone doing? <laughs>
2: Uh, that's good. Nailed that impression. Pretty good. Haven't even met this man. (laughs) Classic Zach. (laughs)
0: It's Zach.
1: Uh, Leave a
3: message. (laughs) Mom does stuff to my body. (laughs) 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 No.